Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one ready page of Talmud a day. When I was young, growing up in Israel, I spent most, all right, all of my free time in the Scouts. Maybe it was the crisp uniform I liked so much, or the fact that every year you'd get a different color handkerchief to tie around your neck, and you worked your way up from pale yellow to majestic green and white that indicated you were really an adult. Maybe it was being in a co-ed environment, not at all a given for an awkward teenage boy like me, or maybe it was spending your afternoons doing things like building ladders out of wood and rope or arguing about Zionism. Or maybe, just maybe, what I loved most was the scout slogan, Be Prepared. Are there two more beautiful words in any language? At 15, I didn't think so. Having myself had a bit of a traumatic childhood, I knew full well that the old Yiddish proverb had it just right when it said that man made plans while God laughed. Anything could happen at any moment. Disaster was always just one phone call away. So while you couldn't keep chaos from unfurling, the least you could do was, well, the motto got it just right. Be prepared. And so I became Mr. Be Prepared. If you found yourself on a long hike and all of a sudden it started raining, even though the forecast said it would stay clear, you could come see me because I probably had a poncho or two to spare in my backpack. And while you might not have planned for the possibility that a few extra people show up to a meeting and demand to be fed, I did, which is why our den was always stocked appropriately. Preparedness became my obsession. I spent entire afternoons dreaming up potential scenarios, some good, most disastrous, and asking myself how I may go about readying myself for any and all eventualities. I like this about myself. It gave me a sense of, if not control, then at least maturity. Being a grown-up, I thought, meant being prepared for anything that may come my way. Boy, was I wrong. Why? Well, I'll let the Talmud tell it. Here's today's duff, Moed Katan 13. And these may shave and cut their hair on the intermediate days of a festival. One who comes from a country overseas, and one who is released from a house of captivity, and one who comes out of prison on the intermediate days of a festival, and one who had been ostracized and therefore prohibited from cutting his hair, and the sages released him from his decree of ostracism on the intermediate days of the festival, and similarly one who had vowed not to cut his hair, and then requested of a sage to dissolve his vow, and was released from it on the intermediate days of the festival, and the Nazarite, whose term of Nazariteship ended on the intermediate days of a festival, and the leper who needs to purify himself in the intermediate days, and must shave his entire body in order to leave his state of ritual impurity and regain his ritual purity. Since these people were not able to cut their hair on the eve of the festival, they are permitted to do so on the intermediate days of the festival. Whew! What are the rabbis talking about here? Not only about intricacies of getting ready for the festival and what you can and cannot do to make sure you're shaved and shorn and neat for the big day and who has to prepare in what way. As per usual, the Talmud is delivering a much deeper, 
more meaningful message in this deceptively dry bit of legalistic argumentation, a meditation on what it truly means to be prepared. Readiness, the rabbis tell us, isn't just about the logistics and the technicalities, about having the right tools in your toolbox or the right clothes for the occasion. It's about being ready. And when it comes to a festival, the readiness is every bit spiritual as it is practical. A while back, we had on this show Rabbi Schechter, who told us about being an Erev Shabbat Jew, not just a Jew who observes Shabbat, but a Jew who spends time on Friday morning and early afternoon mentally and spiritually preparing for the big holy day. It's a hard thing to be because most of us are rushing just to make all the arrangements we need before sundown, before time runs out. We're too busy with our chores to worry too much about our souls. And that's a mistake. Because being prepared requires being in a state where we're ready to receive the true meaning of the holy day or the festival or whatever other bounty God sends our way. It means being ready to receive our blessings, to notice that we've been gifted such wonderful things at all. And let's be honest, most of us suck at that. If you want to know what I mean, think about the last vacation you took. If you're anything like me, chances are you spent the week or two leading up to the vacation scrambling like crazy to make all the necessary arrangements. Did I remember to book a dog walker? Is my passport in order? Can I get that wiggy front tire fixed before we go on the road? In dreams begin responsibilities. And by the time you arrive at your vacation destination, you find yourself absolutely exhausted. It's probably not before day four or five of the getaway that you even start to feel truly relaxed. And by then, of course, it's time to go back home. Today, the Talmud is telling us it's time to break this vicious cycle. It's time to learn how to be prepared for real. How? Easy. As we approach a festival or any other momentous occasion in our lives, we need to mind not only the practicalities, but also to stop and take stock of our emotional and spiritual well-being. Are we in a place where we'd even notice it if something truly incredibly rewarding suddenly happened to us? Are we sufficiently calm, introspective, attuned, grateful to pay attention, or are we still making mental to-do lists in our heads and worrying about whether or not we remembered to pay the phone bill. Once we start thinking about things this way, once we add the spiritual dimension to our never-ending list of chores and duties and responsibilities, we begin to calibrate accordingly. We begin to slow down. We begin to think of readiness differently, more profoundly, and we begin to enter these short and rare and fleeting and delicious moments in life those moments of festival with a real sense of joy because we understand now just how enormously rewarding these moments could be how restorative and when they come just how important it is for us to be prepared this has been take one a production of tablet studios if you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. 
And our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.